And good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are at or whatever you are listening to this. My name is TJ Hollingsworth, and you've tuned in to Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures podcast, companion piece to our YouTube channel by the same name. Uh, TJ here, as I mentioned a few moments ago, I'm going solo today, as you'll find most of the times here on the podcast. It's just going to be me because uh, I work from home, so I'm at home today, and Judy is in her office uh, downtown Indianapolis tonight, so it's just me right now. Get excited. Anyway, so glad you're here. Uh, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm going to give you just a few minutes here. Uh, I usually don't even post. I'm going live on this. And in uh, full disclosure, the reason I do these podcasts live is because I, I do not have the time to record them, uh, do any you know editing or production on them, and then re-upload them. Uh, I keep threatening to get some theme music and some other stuff in here. And when I've got my soundboard set back up, I'll definitely do that. But um, I don't think anybody's going to listen to or not listen to a podcast based on whether there's intro music or not. Uh, let's be real. There's only a handful of folks that listen to this anyway, which is cool. I'm grateful for that. And if it grows beyond that, cool. If not, no big deal. But, uh, you know, we'll work into it. We'll just ease into it. That way you don't get bored with me too super quick. Anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and get bouncing. Today is May the 11th. I'm recording this at uh, nine, almost 9.45 a.m. in the morning, which would be Eastern Standard Time. And uh, as I mentioned, it is May in Indianapolis, which means one thing and one thing only, and that is the Indianapolis 500-mile race is less than three weeks away. In fact, we are talking just a handful of days. Uh, having said that, track is not opened yet. Uh, there is an event that kicks off the month of May at the Speedway. Now, if you're from central Indiana, you know there are all kinds of different events, uh, including this last Saturday uh, was the, I don't even know how many they've had now, the uh, Indianapolis 500 Festival Mini Marathon which I do believe is still the largest half marathon, mini marathon, half marathon, whatever you want to call it. It is the uh, the largest one in the country. Uh, I did do that back in the day, back in the 70s, back when I was in junior high school. I was in seventh grade and I ran that with my brother-in-law. Uh, my wife, Judy, who is the co-host of our uh, YouTube channel, she has participated in the mini marathon more recently. Uh, she, I think she did it two times, two or three times. I kind of lose track. Excuse me, I need to clear my throat. <clears throat> excuse me sorry about that uh if you are in the midwest you know what's going on things are getting green and pollen is going through the roof and uh we live out in the, the country i am surrounded uh behind me directly behind me as i sit here at the microphone is a uh, empty field i don't know if it's going to corner soybeans in it but to my left or to the east excuse me to the west are woods and to the right are woods i am surrounded by woods and corn and soybeans which can mean one thing only and that is tons and tons of pollen so I got that going for me, so you have to excuse me if I'm just a little uh, little groggy on the voice. Anyway, back to uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, cars get on the track for the uh, Gamebridge Grand Prix. It used to be the uh, Indianapolis Grand Prix, but uh, they've recently here in the recent years have started kicking off the month of May with a road race uh, on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The track itself, as far as road courses go, and I'm going uh, diving a little deep for all you uh, you gearheads out there. Uh, the uh, track is very cool. It's very flat. Not a lot of elevation changes on it, but the surface is phenomenal. Not very bumpy. Makes for some really, really good racing. Will Power from Team Penske has owned the road race. He's uh, won five of those events. Five of, I think this will be number eight or number nine. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry about that. I probably should have taken an allergy tablet or something before I started this. But Will Power is dominating uh, that. and We will see if he should continue to do so. Uh, the reason I bring that up, though, is uh, the Grand Prix will be on Saturday. 
and I believe it is Tuesday. Let me check the schedule here. The following Tuesday is when uh, practice starts for the Indianapolis 500. And uh, da, 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 they just have stuff up for they don't, they don't have the schedule up yet, but sorry about that. Uh, whole reason I bring this up is I am going to be spending a lot of time down there. I am very fortunate through my family to be a credentialed person at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which means have access to the garage area, pit area, and, uh, and have, you know, places like that. Uh, the only reason I bring that up, though, is, is I can get some insight. Um, I'm not going to say behind the scenes because we're not going to be, you know, hanging out with any teams or crew people, although I know a few folks in that world. I'm sure we'll run into them. But uh, I'm just going to be doing a ton, a ton of video stuff, just kind of my, my experience at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, I've literally been going there since birth. Uh, my family was deeply, deeply involved in motorsports, uh, the IndyCar series in the 1960s and 70s in particular. And um, that whole story we can get into, that might be another podcast, but it's just been a big part of my life forever. Uh, I'll be 55 here in August. And uh, this is the one of the highlights of the year every year is to figure out how I can spend as much time as possible at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, if you are from outside of central Indiana and you cannot get to IMS, uh, Everything that's going on uh, at the Speedway this year will be televised either on network TV, NBC, or on their streaming service, their app, uh, Peacock. Now, I believe to access the motorsport stuff and some of the Peacock extras, which this will, the practice days will be, uh, you have to fork over $5 a month. Uh, to me, it's a bargain. To me, it'd be worth the, uh, what is that, $60 for the year. Uh, it'd be worth it for that to have access to the practice stuff and then everything else you get would be a bonus. Um, but if you if you have any interest in, in racing or the Indy 500, maybe you just are into racing for the big events like uh, Indy 500, Daytona, uh, you know. I know uh, there, the, we just had the Kentucky Derby, and everybody's a horse racing fan one day a year. And that's during the Kentucky Derby. So if that is you, what's really cool is through the Peacock app, you can uh, watch all of practice. Uh, along with with color commentary during so it's not just uh, you're watching a, a video feed it's video with with commentators interview it is fantastic absolutely fantastic uh in fact you'll find a lot of people while they're at the track during practice will have their phones up watching the app just so they can get the uh, the color commentary on that uh i don't work for ims i don't work for the 500 i don't work for the indycar series i don't work for nbc uh just sharing you some information um, it's really good i highly recommend it if you have any interest in it and all and you can cancel it whenever you want to believe so etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh, we'll be taking you there. Uh, I will probably, I'm trying to think here, Friday, uh, they do a lot. They uh, The road the road race uh, uh, setup is a little different than it is for the 500. For the 500, they're going to have uh, three full days of practice before they qualify. Uh, they take uh, most of a week off, and they come back Friday, uh, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. They have what's called Carb Day. Carb is short for carburetors, which they no longer use. They have it in many years. However, the name is stock. Uh, it's called Carb Day, and, and originally, uh, back in, I think it was the 40s, they started doing Carb Day. It was the final day of practice. Uh, essentially, what they did is they opened the track up for an hour uh, during the time of day that the uh, the Indy 500 would be run, which it traditionally, it would go off at 11 o'clock, and now goes off a, a little after 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. But the, uh, the idea was it gave uh, teams, back when carburetors ruled the day, uh, it gave teams an opportunity to run, uh, get one practice session in at uh, you know, what would the, the best opportunity to have the weather conditions be the same. And when you're adjusting a carburetor, uh, the air temperature, the humidity, uh, all these other factors can figure in as to whether your car is going to run really well because you have the carburetor adjusted correctly or it blows up in, 
a puff of smoke in a million pieces. So uh, the carb day thing just kind of stuck when they went to fuel injection. Uh, they just kept the name and for traditional reasons, they, they still call it carb day. Uh, but on carb day, you have not only the final practice session, uh, they had the pit stop competition, which is really neat. Uh, it was really cool. So I let the fans come down on the racetrack for that. Uh, so the, uh, the cars are actually in the pits, but uh, fans can get up along the racetrack to see down into the pit area to watch the pit. Uh, excuse me. Easy for me to say, right? The pit stop contest. And then there's a big concert. Uh, that they have uh, every year. This year's a pretty good one. Uh, they, they tend to bring in nostalgia acts. And when I say nostalgia, it just means it, it's nothing that's pop or contemporary. Uh, it tends to be something that's a little older, you know, musical acts that have a little bit of longevity to them. Uh, this year you've got, you got Lita Ford. Uh, used to be the Runaways and uh, was huge in the 80s. Lita Ford. You then have, I'm going to screw this up. Oh, yeah, about uh, Mayhem. Or no, it's not Mayhem. It's a uh, shoot. Now I've got myself all frustrated, but it's a super group. Sebastian Bach on vocals from uh, Skid Row. Uh, you have uh, Matt Sorum who played drums with the Colt and Guns N' Roses. Uh, it's just a super group and they're all going to be playing, you know, just, just classic songs and, and songs from each one of their own musical projects. So that'll be real, real cool. And the headliner is Rick Springfield. So it's very 80s oriented. Uh, but let's look at the demographic of the people who go to the race. It's hitting right home. So It'll be a good time, but that's all on uh, Friday Carb Day. Uh, I will be down there uh, all next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, and I'm just going to be shooting video. Uh, I'll be doing some live stuff on YouTube. Uh, some of it will be, I'll, you know, I'll come back that night, produce it, and upload it, but it's it's not going to be driver interviews and here's what's going on at the track here. It's just going to kind of be uh, me wandering around showing you things that I think are interesting. Some of it will be in the garage area. Some of it will be in the pit area. Some will just be walking around with people, maybe talking to some folks. I don't know. It's just going to kind of be whatever happens to uh, present itself. We will go ahead and, uh, and, and tape. I say we. I will go ahead and tape it and put it online. So uh, you've got that to look forward to. Uh, one to touch base on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we have been pretty busy on that since the last time we talked. I've got a couple of new videos up. In fact, I'm uploading one right now as we speak. Uh, but uh, I was telling you a little bit about our property here. Uh, we own a little over uh, four and a half acres, uh, which there are quite a bit of woods. Uh, we have a little patch of woods uh, just right outside the front door to the right, maybe a third of an acre. And then there's a creek that runs uh, north to south on the uh, western border of our property. And it is just littered with trees, mostly little four and five inch little walnut saplings. We've lived here about seven years now. And uh, previous to uh, us, actually two owners before us, our home was a bed and breakfast and was nicely landscaped. The wooded area was all taken care of. Well, uh, when the folks owned it before we did, uh, bought it, they just quit tending to that and it quickly became overgrown. So uh, in order to better utilize that, had a gentleman come out uh, with a, a really, really cool device. Uh, imagine, I'm trying to think of, uh, imagine a giant shredding, just a, a a monster shredding machine that eats trees. And that's what this guy brought out. I shot some video of it. It's on our YouTube channel. You can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Judy and TJ's midlife adventures or easiest way to do it's just type uh, in the search engine, Judy and TJ's midlife adventures will pop up. And the, uh, the video is called the cat 229 D3 XE with forestry mulcher eats dead trees. And man, I'll tell you, that's exactly what this thing did. So if you can imagine a, a big bulldozer, or a skid loader, a little bigger than what you'd see, you know, picking up packages at an Amazon warehouse. But uh, but instead of a big bucket on the front is this giant drum 
that was uh, every bit as wide as a machine was. So six feet wide and maybe, oh, I don't know, five, four feet, five feet in diameter uh, with these giant teeth on it. This thing spins around at about 1800 RPM and it just, everything it runs over, it turns into mulch. So uh, we had a lot of deadfall trees that were, that were laying on the ground. We had a lot of these little saplings that were just a result of squirrels bearing walnuts from a couple walnut trees we have. Um, it was really cool because all these trees were about the same size. So you knew how old they were based on, they were probably all what was not dealt with when it was landscaped eight or nine years ago. But this thing just came in, just mulched everything it ran over weeds, twigs, limbs, uh, small trees. It was just absolutely amazing. Uh, and then at the end of it, we had a, uh, we had a, an ash tree that had got infested with ash borer died and uh, was getting to the point where we were starting to worry about falling on the house in a storm. And uh, this thing just went over and pushed it over root, root ball and everything came right up. So if you like watching things get mulched up and, and destroyed, or if you're one of those people likes watching uh, uh, YouTube videos where they drop different items into a, uh, into a mulching machine, you're going to love this. So you can check that out. Uh, we also did something pretty cool. Uh, we tried one of the box prepared meal delivery programs. Uh, you may have seen these on YouTube or in your Facebook feed or something like that. Essentially, you uh, go online, you pre-order meals. Uh, they're pre-cooked. Uh, they're they're uh, nutrients, you know, they're, they're protein, micro, uh, macronutrients, what's called the protein, carbohydrates, fats, all predetermined. They put it into this healthy meal, pre-package it, and all you have to do is heat it up and eat it. Uh, I'm very busy during the day. Judy is 10 times as busy as I am. She's an administrator at a hospital here in town. So, uh, you know, by the time the day's over, the last thing either one of us want to do is really you know, cook. And we found ourselves going out to eat more and more. And it was just kind of like we we're wasting money. You know, it got to be, I'm sure you've all been there where you, you don't want to cook. So you go, all right, let's go out to eat. All right, here we go. And you go and you don't really, uh, where do you want to go? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? And you end up going someplace you compromise on. It's very unrewarding. And you just kind of feel like, man, I just spent 60 bucks and didn't really feel like I got 60 bucks worth of entertainment or meal out of it. So anyway, we decided to try the box meals. And in this one, we uh, we ordered from a company called Metabolic Meals. Now, again, they are not a sponsor. Uh, they did not send us these for free. We paid for them. And uh, you can check it, that out. You can see how that we did an unboxing and, uh, and we tried them. You can check that out as well. Uh, and then last night we did something really cool. It's something we've done, I don't know, probably a hundred times before, probably more than that, but there is a legendary, uh, whoops, sorry. There's a legendary drive-in restaurant in central Indiana and it's called uh, mug and bun. It's located near the intersection of 10th and Lyndhurst and uh, speedway. It's just right around the corner from the Indianapolis motor speedway. And, uh, I did a video, uh, a few weeks ago for folks that were coming into town for the Indy 500 called five places uh, you must visit uh, when in, when in Indy, in fact, let me pull this thing up here. Uh, it's called five must see places when coming to the Indy 500 in 2020. Uh, you can have a look at that too, as you want. That's also on our channel, but uh, just, you know, people are always going, where should I go? You know, what should I do? So we, I picked out five of what I thought were probably the, the coolest places to me. Everybody's going to be a little different and Mung and Mung was on there. So I thought, you know, last night, it was one of those days I cut the grass. I was like on the mower for three hours. Judy had a long, long work day, about a 11 and a half, 12 hour work day. So say, hey, let's go to mug and bun. And we ended up taping it all. And it was, uh, it was a good time. And uh, you can check that out. That should be ready here in the next half hour, 45 minutes. It's uploading very slowly. So 
Yeah, that'll be right in a couple of minutes. Um, but I also want to touch on a couple other things. Oh, real quick, the Indy 500 stuff will all be on Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures on YouTube. Uh, I might do a, a couple of drop-ins here just to, to chit-chat a little bit, but all the video content will be on there. Uh, so make sure if you haven't already, uh, jump over to YouTube, subscribe, ring the notification bell. You know how that works. Uh, if you don't, I should probably take a minute and do this because if you've ever watched YouTube, you have know, anybody that is a, a content provider, somebody that's, you know, on a regular basis is putting up videos. You always hear them say, Hey, please help us out. Uh, please subscribe, uh, ring the notification bell. Give us a thumbs up um, real quick. Like I can say anything real quick, right? Uh, real quick. What that does when you subscribe to somebody's YouTube channel, um, if you're a little older, the word subscription usually means some form of payment. No, that's not it. When you subscribe to a YouTube uh, channel, all that means is you have said to YouTube, please let me know when this person or these people post a video. And what will happen is, uh, is you drop down your menu. We watch most of our YouTube on our TV, on our smart TV. So uh, I'm going to assume that you do the same thing. And uh, if not for your phone, it's a little different, but not much. But essentially, you can go over. There's a, a, a place as you open you, even your app. Well, uh, a tab that reads subscription. You punch that. And here's all your uh, the channels you subscribe to. And you can kind of see what they're doing. When you ring the notification bell, right? Uh, when you subscribe, you're given the option right next to it. It'll be a little tiny bell. When you click that, that simply means that you're asking YouTube to notify you when that person or that channel posts something new. So when you open your YouTube app, you'll get a little uh, bell and it'll have four or a number in anywhere, one from whatever. And each one of those digits represents somebody that you subscribe to who has uh, posted a new video. And the thumbs up is a button. You go, hey, I like this video. You give it a thumbs up. So you hear that all the time. Here's what this does. One, by subscribing. Uh, when a YouTube channel has over a thousand subscribers, they've had... Uh, their videos watched for an accumulative 4,000 hours, they are eligible to be monetized by YouTube. What that means is uh, if you do not, if you have a free YouTube account uh, and you see those commercials that'll pop up either before or in the middle of a video, uh, YouTube shares a small portion of that revenue with the content provider. So uh, we're not monetized yet, we're working on it, but let's say we were and uh, you've subscribed You've rung the notification bell. You've done all that stuff. So when the video pops up and a commercial comes up, YouTube would pay us. Uh, usually it's around two or three cents per, per, uh, per commercial. So it's not a tremendous amount of money. Uh, for this to become lucrative, you have to have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and uh, you know have lots and lots of views. But having said that, every little bit helps, especially with gas at $4.39 a gallon as it is here in central Indiana today. So when you hear people asking you to subscribe to their YouTube channel, that's what they're doing. They're trying to help them. They're asking you to help them uh, cover some of their expenses so they can be monetized. Again, it doesn't cost you a darn thing, which is really cool. I like that about YouTube. Uh, you can pay for YouTube. And if you do that, it simply uh, does nothing more than make sure that you don't have to watch or listen to ads when you're going and it also gives you the ability to uh if you whoops sorry about that if you have a uh if you're paying for youtube uh which eight eight or nine dollars a month something like that uh one of the other cool things it does is it allows you to listen to youtube with your with your screen closed uh so for example uh if you are working or, or maybe you're doing something like i was doing yesterday you're out on your mower and you're riding along and you'd like to listen to uh joe rogan but you can't watch it because you're doing something else when you have that paid service 
you could uh, you can close your phone, but the audio will still play. So anyway, so when you hear us talking about, please like and subscribe our channel. That's what that does. That's what that that helps out with. Um, it takes two seconds to do, and it is a huge help. The other thing it does is the more people that watch a video and react to it with a comment or you know a thumbs up, uh, the evil algorithm which we hear about all the time. Uh, essentially, that's YouTube helping people who are you know figure out what they want to watch. It uh, the more your videos watch, the more likely YouTube is to suggest it to somebody else. So it's kind of one of those small things. It's a random act of kindness you can do to help uh, YouTube providers or content providers. Um, if you like what they're seeing, you know, uh, they're not asking you for money. Uh, you know, they're not asking you to, to send them bucks every month. It's just like the video. Subscribe if you can. If you've got an account, accounts are free. Help people out. Why don't you try that? But that's why we do that. But anyway, uh, the reason I wanted to bring up YouTube is because uh, we have kind of come to the decision that we are not going to be traveling with the motorhome uh, nearly as much as we had planned on this year. And that was going to be a big chunk of our content for this channel was going and seeing new things and exploring stuff and taking you guys with us. Uh, when we came up with this plan a little over uh, seven, eight months ago, uh, you know, gasoline was still in the mid $2 a gallon range. And of course, nobody can foresee the future that far. Uh, we had no idea that the price was going to practically double. And uh, we have a small Class A motorhome, but it still has a 75-gallon fuel tank on it. And motorhomes do not get good gas mileage at all. So it's, it's just becoming more, it's going to be cost prohibitive for us to do anything too uh, extravagant. Uh, we'd planned on doing some uh, driving. We we're going to take you to the Smoky Mountains, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, uh, some beautiful area up in Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to go to a couple of IndyCar races as well and take you with us on that. But it's just not going to be feasible to do that in the motorhome. Now, having said that, we are still going to be taking the motorhome out in and around central Indiana, uh, places where, uh, you know, within a couple of two, three hour drive, uh, you know, it kind of makes it manageable as far as the finances are concerned. But when we do that, uh, we're still going to be taking you with us and, uh, just want to give everybody a heads up. It's not going to be the content we'd intended to provide. However, as uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin said, we're going to try and make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and uh, we're going to deal with this. Hopefully, uh, things will turn around very, very quickly, and we'll see that gas price come back down to something that's a little more affordable for everybody. Um, I cannot imagine uh, what it's like uh, for the, those of you out there that are living paycheck to paycheck and uh, you know, has suddenly have your gasoline, you know, your, your budget does it, you know, your, your income doesn't increase, but your expenditures doubled, you know, literally in a matter of months. Uh, I empathize with that. Thankfully, working from home, I don't have to drive or, around very much. Uh, most of the trips I take around town are, are optional. So, um, you know, thoughts are with you guys, and hopefully that the gassing gets solved sooner rather than later. And uh, hopefully, you don't have to wait till midterms to do that. All right, before we wrap up here, I do want to, I want to just do a follow up to our conversation from last time two weeks ago we we're talking about being brave enough to suck at something brand new and essentially if you don't understand what that means it means that as we get later in life we tend to gravitate towards the things we know and for a lot of folks it can be very intimidating to try any type of new activity especially anything that requires learning a new skill um that is not good on a multitude of reasons and uh we get into every one of them 
on a last week's podcast, or I should say our last episode a couple of weeks ago. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and pause this now and go back and listen to that. Cause I don't want to rehash the whole episode, but I did have a great example. I wanted to share with you and it kind of ties in with the month of May and with uh, what's going on right now here in central Indiana. Look no further than seven time NASCAR cup champion, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is one of the most celebrated race drivers to ever drive a stock car. Uh, just to give you some idea, we're going to geek out a little bit. 83 wins in the Cup Series, which is the top tier of NASCAR racing. 374 top tens, 36 pole positions, 36 times Jimmy Johnson was the fastest qualifier. Uh, Jimmy Johnson reti- retired two years ago from NASCAR Cup competition. Uh, you know, had nothing left to prove. Guy, Jimmy is in his late 30s. Let me check this out. I got his Wikipedia page pulled up here. I should have looked this up first. Uh, Yeah, he's 46 years old. So literally nothing left to prove about his ability as a racer uh, or or anything. He has done everything you can in NASCAR. Won, like I said, seven championships. Won every major race that series had. Really, three championships in a row. I cannot tell you. Look around, folks. Look around. Look around at any major sports league, Major League Baseball, the NHL, NFL, NBA. Three championships in a row is virtually impossible. Jimmy Johnson did that. So the reason I'm telling you this is because Jimmy Johnson clearly, clearly, as an athlete, as a race driver, had nothing to prove to anybody. But Jimmy Johnson grew up wanting to race in the IndyCar series. And if you are, uh, if you're not aware of the difference between NASCAR and IndyCar, NASCAR essentially is what they call stock cars. There's nothing stock about them. However, the cars are built to resemble what is on the showroom at your local Ford dealer, your local Chevy dealer, your Toyota dealer. They're sedan cars. And of course they're race cars are nothing. They're not even similar other than the way they look. That's where the similarities in. So it's a, just a the car's got a roof on it, driver's seat, space for a passenger seat. You see cars like this on the road all the time. Well, an Indy car is a completely different beast. It is what we call a formula car, which means it's a single seater. The driver sits in the middle of it and there's no roof on it. There's no doors and the wheels are open. There's no fenders or anything around the wheel. So open wheel, open cockpit. That's a formula car. Uh, Indy cars are also a lot faster uh, for a multitude of reasons, uh, not the least of which is they weigh less. Uh, they have as much, if not a little more horsepower. And they go faster where a stock car might top out at the right racetrack at 202, 203 miles an hour in a straight line uh, in Indianapolis going into turn number one on qualifying day. Those cars will be approaching 240 miles an hour and they'll average 229 to 232 uh, per lap for a whole lap. But their top speed is over, almost is over 240 miles an hour. So completely different beast. The the technique that it takes, the uh, uh just the mechanics of driving the car, although you go, what's the big deal? You sit in, you turn the steering wheel. It is completely different. It feels different. It is just a completely different discipline. It's why a tennis player might be all right at, at, uh, at uh, why am I just drawing this blank? A tennis player might be really good at playing racquetball, but a great racquetball player will demolish a tennis player and vice versa in their own disciplines because they are different. They look similar, but they're completely different. So this is no different whatsoever. However, Jimmy Johnson, at the age of, uh, he was 44 when he started racing IndyCar, was brave enough to suck at something brand new. And when I say suck, uh, in, in this instance, this is no exaggeration because Jimmy Johnson 
in his first two years of racing IndyCar has been absolutely terrible. Now, I say this uh, with the utmost respect, and I'm comparing him to the other people he raced with. Did you get those, those feverish NASCAR Jimmy Johnson fans? Are, well, I don't see you out there. No, you don't, because I am not a professional race driver at that level. What I'm saying is, compared to the people that he's racing with, he is absolutely terrible. Uh, his first year, Jimmy Johnson only did the road courses. Those are racetracks with left-hand and right-hand turns. Uh, NASCAR does very little road racing. There's two or three of them a year, and there's 29 that aren't. So he is used to going straight, turning left, going straight, turning left, oval racing. Uh, Jimmy Johnson did not crack the top 15 his first season in racing IndyCar. Not even close. Uh, he usually had issues keeping the car on the racetrack. Cool thing was he didn't really hit a whole lot on these road courses and street races, which is where they uh, they put it. They built a racetrack out of the streets in, in a particular city or area or what have you. But he would spin and drive off course pretty frequently, which those that understand the sport, that was completely expected. However, the rest of the public uh, that casually follows the sport was shocked. How can this guy be a champion in one form of racing, but so bad in another form? Well, it's because they're completely different. Now, when you and I talk about sucking at something new, I'm talking about maybe you've never played golf, so you're going to pick up golf. Or maybe you've never fly fish, so you're going to try and learn how to, how to operate a fly rod. And you're going to be awful at it. And it's easy to get frustrated. I can't do this. And you toss it and walk away. You're doing this. I'm doing this when nobody's watching. Jimmy Johnson is literally doing this with the eyes of the sporting world, watching him as he is failing week in and week out. He submitted his ego. He put aside his pride and said, now I'm paraphrasing. I've never spoke to the man, but it's pretty obvious. Something thought process like this was involved. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this because I want to challenge myself. And that's exactly what he's doing. Let's go to year two, which is what he is in right now. This is year number two. Uh, he has decided he's going to run the oval races this year. Now, this bodes well for Jimmy because he's got more experience turning left than he does turning left and right. And the, uh, the results have been there. Jimmy Johnson got his first top 15 uh, at Texas Motor Speedway this year. In fact, he finished sixth. And he was racing with, uh, uh, with multi-time series champ Scott Dixon, who also happened to be his teammate. But they were battling on the racetrack when the checkered flag fell. So uh, Jimmy's going to run in the Indianapolis 500 this year. So here's what's going to happen. If you happen to watch this or you're a casual follower, you're going to see Jimmy Johnson runs the road race on the, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the road course, left and right turns this Saturday. And he's probably not going to do very well. He, if he could crack, if Jimmy Johnson could crack the top 15 in a road race this year, let alone this weekend, it will be a victory for him. Okay. Uh, but he's not going to do well. He's not going to qualify very well. and He's not going to finish very well. And then, uh, Fast forward two weeks after that to the Indianapolis 500, and he's got a, he's got a shot at a top 10. I'd say a very likely shot at finishing in the top 10. And uh, a long shot, I guess, to win the race. It would not be super surprising if he managed to put himself in position to win. But, uh, again, he's just doesn't have the experience. He has no experience on this racetrack and these cars. But you're going to see a lot better. He's going to be much more competitive at the end of the month than he is the beginning of the month. And I want you to keep in mind, he's doing this in the era of social media, where after every road race, uh, all the so-called experts jump on and how terrible Jimmy Johnson is. And he shouldn't be doing this and he should just go mow lawns and do whatever it is retired people do. Uh, I don't think he'll ever admit this, but he knows that that negativity is out there. Uh, there's negativity 
the people at the racetrack uh, that, you know, yell things, uh, unfriendly, unkind things out as drivers walk by as they're sitting in the grandstand. So he is well aware of what a lot of folks uh, think about what he's doing, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's still doing it. So if you are looking at trying something new with me, it was ice hockey with you. It might be tennis, golf, shooting sports, archery. I don't care. Whatever it is. Do not let your pride and ego stop you from doing something that's good for your health, good for your mental health. And is just going to make your life more well-rounded and better. Don't be afraid to suck at something brand new today. Hey, do me a favor again. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. And while you're uh, in that generous mood, if you could jump over to YouTube, check us out over there. Would you please Judy and TJ's midlife adventure? Judy is spelled J U D Y. And, uh, you know, check out our videos, please give us a thumbs up there too. subscribe to our channel, ring the notification bell. Uh, all these things you do, uh, they mean a lot. We're very appreciative of it and they help us the ways I described earlier, keep providing some of this content for you. Uh, we will be back next week. I'm pretty sure if not, we'll be back the week after that. Don't you worry. And we'll be talking uh, probably a lot more about the Indianapolis 500 and my experiences out there. And uh, you can also catch that on YouTube as well. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.